today, okay? Here is Barbara talking to Fidel Castro while I go see uh, Peace to Andrew and also heat up my... Uh, heat up my chicken real quick. Tomogiki, thank you for the 5 2 Fidel Castro, then our very own Barbara Walters. She interviewed the Cuban dictator twice in her career. Cuban dictator. I sat down with her to talk about her times with Castro and what it took to get that first iconic interview. 1977. Yeah. You sit down, the first American journalist to sit down with Fidel Castro. She had a, a beautiful... Uh, female translator named Juanita, who mm. was with him at all times. Um, and he talked and talked and talked. For hours, this interview. For hours. This was the, the get of all gets, right? The, one of the most important figures on earth to talk to. How'd you get it? I had gone to Cuba when I was working for another network mm -hmm. and met him very briefly. I went with a whole bunch of reporters and said to him then, would you do an interview? Uh, it took us many years uh, to actually get it. Uh, for a man who likes to talk, he does very few interviews. When he finally sat down, uh, it was, for me, memorable, and, and to a large degree because we crossed the Bay of Pigs together. Is it true that we are the first Americans to cross the Bay of Pigs in 16 years? As I remember, it's the yes. first time. What was your sense of the man? Your feeling is that he's much bigger than he actually is, that he's a big bear of a man. Right. Uh, he was always in uniform, but I shouldn't say always. The last time I saw him, he was not. He was wearing a business suit. And he, mm -hmm. To me, he was almost unrecognizable because he loved walking around in his khaki uh, uniform. He was funny. The crew loved him. Um, we traveled throughout the country, throughout the Sierra Maestra Mountains, where he had been a guerrilla when he was trying to take over from Batista, trying to uh, uh, get rid of Batista, who was a dictator. Mm -hmm. um, and he, the word charismatic was made for him. Mm. You would have liked him, I would have liked him, then you had to stop and say, just a minute. Yes. You know, this is a man who does not believe in freedom of the press, he told me, does not believe in democracy as we know democracy had political prisoners, um, but when you were with him, he was uh, forceful, charming, forthcoming. How did you balance that, that notion that, that certainly charming, but knowing what he was capable of, knowing this is a man, as you know, despised, certainly by generations of Cuban-Americans in this country, despised quietly in, in corners of his own country? When I came home, by the way, I, uh, I knew he was despised, but I realized uh, when I got threatening letters myself and for a very short time had bodyguard for my family because there was such, wow. uh, and probably still is, uh, such anger towards him. You know, when you do an interview, you have to put, you're in that position, uh, whether it's uh, Fidel Castro or, I don't know, Yasser Arafat or Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. um, you're not, when you're in it, you're not there to judge. You're there yes. to get your questions answered and the way to do it for me is to uh, counter it, attack maybe, but, but not to challenge. This, this, this is not a why did you, how come? You know, I didn't do that. When will your country and my country have normal relations? I believe that that depends on the goodwill of both parts. And I believe that it also depends on time. 
I understand that you have a note in Spanish on your wall at home from Fidel Castro. From May 20th, 1977 at 1.29 a.m. in the morning, and it says, for Barbara, as a remembrance of the most difficult interview that I've had in all the days of my life. Why was it so difficult? Yes, it was endless. <laughs> and because I was able to ask him questions, he did so few interviews mm. um, that very few people have. Def Smash W Riz, stop. I was able to ask about uh, his feelings about democracy, which, mm -hmm. as I noted, he does not see it as we do. But I also asked him personal questions, which he doesn't like and doesn't usually respond to. I don't know that much about him. I asked if he was married. I kept pushing it, and he kept saying, why do you want to know? And I said, no, people mm -hmm. want to know. Sure. Uh, what is the importance of my being married or not? And who cares whether I'm married or not? And he finally said uh, what we translated to be formally, no. Mm. Uh, we hear he has something like five children. We hear he has triplets, his grandchildren. But as a person, we know very little about him. I understand that in you, that, that day with him, you went to several locations. Well, what we did mostly was travel through the mountains, through the Sierra Maestra Mountains with him as he drove his own Jeep. I sat next to him with his gun in my lap. I don't know. Why did he He was goaded for people in the chat asking. Like, yes, he was fucking cool. I mean, of course, you know, as every, as every person, uh, he also had, he also made mistakes bad moments, things that he actually atoned for, which liberals constantly fucking want to hold them accountable for or whatever. But, you know, he was, uh, he, he did, you got to look at the, uh, overarching product. Okay. Like people that, people that equate, uh, uh, Castro to like Stalin or whatever are fucking delusional. I will just say that. Like they're, they're delusional and wrong and, you know, they're just, they just fucking hate socialism. That's it. Or whatever they consider to be like socialist or, or even like anti-America in general. Pro dictatorship is always where I get off with you. I mean, you, if you think that this is like a pro dictatorship position, you fundamentally misunderstand what I talk about with respect to like, systems of power and systems of governance and how we currently live under a fairly one-party fucking system that is ultimately just offering you a false choice uh, as though there is a real, genuine, legitimate fucking difference between the two parties as it pertains to drastic, uh, drastically changing the material conditions for uh, those who are living in the global south that are victims of American foreign policy or even domestically uh, poor people living in uh, uh, horrifying conditions that you would consider developing nation conditions. Uh, it just doesn't change anything. You just watched me talk to Andrew about how neither party gives a fuck about the, the poor, okay? And in many, in many respects, that in and of itself is no different than having a one-party system a one-party system that democratically changes its constitution that has a very unique uh, unique take on uh, the democratic approach with respect to like how they do local uh, elections and whatnot. Yeah, 
One great example is that Fidel Castro publicly apologized on national TV for the government's treatment of LGBTQ people in the early days of the revolution that made an active effort to reform LGBTQ rights for the better. And now, recently, this past fucking year, the, the Cuban constitution basically fucking protects now, officially, uh, LGBTQ uh, values as a fundamental part of, like, family values. So, like, they're literally to the left of the United States of America on that issue. One million percent. That's not even a fucking joke. What the fuck is Hassan doing with this false equivalency bullshit? This is why people vote Trump, idiot. Wait, what? I shut up, shut up. I don't want to hear. This is the this is the New Year's, okay? After he fucking died, yeah, I know. After he fucking died, uh, I, you think that there's no impact of his uh his like starting point? And also, one of the other things that I one of the things that I personally look at is the conditions prior. Okay, to uh, revolutionary Cuba. And the conditions prior are far, far, far worse. Even if you look at it from like the human toll, the death toll, far worse. Um, anyway, I don't, I don't want to hear from fucking shitty libs doing like virtue signaling bullshit uh, on New Year's Eve. You know what I mean? This is a day of celebration. We're, 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 we're keeping that in the past. Is coming now. Why am I asking <laughs> right? that now? And hard candies because mm. he would stop along the way to children mm. and he would give them hard candies. He did not like the personification. He's, there are no pictures of, of Castro as you go along the way. You know, it's mm. not, there are not uh, um, the way it is, for example, when I went to Beijing and you saw pictures of Mao. This, I'm going back a sure, few sure. years. Saddam Hussein. And, uh, Saddam yeah. Hussein. You do not see this. He, he, mm. he, he does not. He, he did not want it to be one man, but obviously everybody knew who he was. Is that, is that modesty? Because the, the perception of him is big ego. I think it was part of the whole business about this is for the country, this is mm. not the man. Mm. But, you mm. know, mm -hmm. he, he just, I, I never said to him how come there are no pictures, but it was not in his personality. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you do this long interview with Fidel Castro, and I read where he wanted to be paid? No, this was, when we finished this endless thing, huh? he said, okay, you should pay me. I said, why should we pay you? He said, because I produced this. He negotiated with the Cuban television to <laughs> do this interview. At first, they wanted a great deal of money. Castro oh. himself brought them down to size and stuff. So he said, you should pay me. We said, we're not going to pay you as a producer. He said, well, then you should pay me, you know, a, a, as an interviewer. I said, you're not that good. <laughs> I, I mean, you could do this with him, mm. you know. Respect, bro. My man is workers' rights all the way, motherfucker. He was like, what do you mean? Uh, that's my labor. It's like chatters coming in here and being like, pay me for chatting. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Finally, we said, well, we'll pay you as a driver. And we gave him $5, and we all signed it. Um, it, it was a strange mm. trip because there was this good humor. Um, and afterwards, he took us inside and made us grilled cheese sandwiches. And by the way, the next time I saw him, which was here in this country when he was visiting, he grilled lobsters for us. So, I mean, there was this strange kind of, you know, good-natured, and yet we have to say to ourselves, this was a man who was our enemy up until, you know, this sure. minute. Um, and and it, that, that's strange. Was he, though? Usually it's much more... Was he, though? Because if he's your enemy, 
if he's your enemy, then I think that says more about you in a negative capacity than it does about him. This is a fundamental point that I hope chatters understand. The reason why Fidel Castro and Che Guevara were enemies of the state, okay, to the United States of America is because America's ally was maintaining sugar plantations and slavery inside of Cuba under a significantly more brutal and actual oppressive dictatorship. America also funded uh, this dictator, this actual dictator, for many, many years, okay, gave him arms when the Cuban Revolution was happening, and also immediately, immediately fucking uh, put these inhumane, awful... Uh, unjustifiable sanctions on Cuba after that dictator was uh, overthrown. So, remember that when thinking about who's our ally and who's our enemy and why they are our enemy. As you know, much more cut and dried. As you pushed him, and we know you pushed him, did you see some of that edge, some of the, the, the darker side of Fidel Castro? You do when you talk to him about freedom of the press. Mm. You do when you talk to him about democracy, and his eyes narrow, and he said, my idea of democracy is not yours. And, you know, you cannot insult socialism. You cannot take apart our system. If you ask us, if a paper could appear here against socialism, I could say honestly, no, it cannot appear. You see the toughness of the man. Um, we were not allowed to see political prisoners, and he would turn the tables and talk about our own discrimination, uh, and then you got into a whole other discussion. You talked to him, uh, interviewed him a second. So as far as like uh, Cuba's position on uh, political prisoners or Cuba's position on freedom of the press, I agree. I think it's unjustifiable, okay? But the reason, uh, but the way I would uh, try to reason with you on this, okay? God, please stop talking about anything south of Texas. You sound like an ignorant asshole. No, I don't sound like an ignorant asshole. I sound like someone who's not like your fucking uh, reactionary parents who uh, have, have uh, you know, told you a very different story about how the global south fucking operates because they're in America, you're in America. Shut the fuck up. I hate this conversation. I fucking hate this conversation. Specifically because uh, every time we have this conversation, you resort to like the classic, uh, you know, you're just anti-America. You don't know anything you're talking about. My fucking great-grandfather told me everything that was going on. Shut the fuck up. Like, there's a reason why the Global South looks the way it does. You think Latin American countries are fucking in a great state right now? How did that happen? Why did that happen? What was America's involvement? Shut the fuck up. Take, account take some goddamn accountability. You could look at any existing socialist country, if you don't want to call